0: All right. Welcome to today's episode. This one's going to be a little bit different. Again, on location in Placencia, Belize. And the reason I'm recording this one specifically while I'm on location doing this trip in July, 2023, was because I was thinking about what lessons I've learned to get me in this place, not just to travel, not just to end up in this location today, but overall, what's a thought concept that I had to start to work at in order to start making some of these changes in my life and perspectives to take some of these adventures. So I'm on a trip right now with my family and we're in this beautiful location for an entire month. And the 30-day excursion, of course, costs money, right? And the initial thinking behind coming on a trip like this seven years ago where I was at in my scarcity mindset, I would have not come on this trip because I would have thought, well, I could gain a lot more money and save if I don't go on this 30-day excursion. This trip might've cost anywhere from 10 to $15,000. It's an investment. It's a lot of money. But at the same time, what am I going to lose if I don't take these adventures with my family, build these memories? I can't take this money when I go and when I leave this world. This episode is not about lavish spending and overspending and indebting yourself, but it is about shifting your attention to money, financial, and any other type of scarcity mentalities you have and shifting over into an abundance mentality. And it's not just about money. This is about being a better person uh, for your spouse, for your family, for your friends, and really not thinking what's in it for me, but what can I give a little bit more on? And I went down this path probably seven years ago and had some really great mentors. So while I'm here and enjoying this wonderful vacation and business integration with lifestyle and community, I thought, let's do a lesson on this today. So today we're gonna to be talking about everything on how to get over scarcity mentality and start shifting towards abundance mentality. Welcome everyone to the Partner Up Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Joy Viancourt, a former introverted small towner who now adds value to businesses by sharing the most effective ways to grow and scale using affiliate and influencer partnership strategies. I'll share the lessons I've learned over the past 15 years while helping my clients generate more than hundred million in sales. We'll also dive into productivity hacks, mindset, and the newest trends from real case studies and expert interviews. You're just one partnership away from changing your business. Get ready, partner up, and profit. Let's get into it. Now, let me back up a little bit and and share a story that might hit home with some of you too. I love my family and I love my friends, so don't get me wrong. I do not judge anybody in the way they think or the way they approach money because everyone has a different um, situation that requires them to think differently about money, about financials, everything else involved. Now my parents would go out of their way to save money on gas, meaning if somewhere was a dollar cheaper or a couple cents cheaper and they'd save a couple of dollars, they would drive 30 minutes out of the way to get gas. Now, If there's little games you play that you enjoy, some people actually enjoy chasing the sale, clipping some coupons, and that's just like a bit of a a habit or something else that they like to do, just like playing a video game or doing some sort of indulgence, then continue to do that, okay? If you really love it. (laughs) However, I don't like chasing deals. I don't like clipping coupons. I don't like selling something on Facebook or anything below a certain amount of money, okay? So I cringe when I see it, but I also get it. I just want to offer some opinions of value for people that have more time and they can make more money by giving more of their time. So again, I'm not going to be chasing deals anymore in life. I am not, again, overspending. However, I'm just looking at it from a different approach. I always look at it from opportunity cost. What's it costing me by going out of my way to just save a few cents on gas? 30 to 60 minutes of my time. What's my time valued at? I do the math on that. And if it doesn't equate to a gain, I don't do it anymore <laughs> because it's not my little game. I don't enjoy doing it. There's one thing, one little guilty pleasure. I like cutting my own grass. I don't always do it, but on the occasion I do, I like it because I can free flow some thoughts. I can listen to some music or an audiobook and have a bit of time to myself. So if there's little things you do as personal indulgences that bring you some happiness, then so be it. But I would say don't make it your habit in life. Now, One other thing on the business side, because we are listening to this become better business people, as well as just people in our personal lives, hopefully. The biggest deals that I've ever done in business, in partnerships, has been from when I've given without any expectation of getting back. And that wasn't part of my DNA before I joined Bioptimizers and before I met the co-founder, Matt Gallant. Matt's been a wonderful mentor to me over the years. And whenever I came to the company, I had a very scarcity-based mentality. I was always thinking, pinching pennies, saving money, we got to watch the budget. And of course, there's value to watching the budget and not overspending and doing it in a calculated approach. But I was of the, you have to be 100% certain on every single deal before investing. And I was scared of money. I was scared of large sums of money, especially when I had to deal with it and and cash checks for the company. And they're putting my faith in me to do this for them. And I was very not much the right guy to be doing that at the time. Matt believed in me and he coached me and he mentored me. And what I always like to now consider is who are your money management mentors? For a bit of alliteration, if you're a fan of that. But typically, Who you're following on Money Advice, whether it's your parents or friends, is going to dictate how you think about money. So I always like to think about who are my money management mentors. And Matt being one of them, coached me and said, listen, it's not about batting a thousand or being 100% accurate in every single deal. You want to adhere to an 80-20 principle, whether it's 80-20, 75-25, whatever it is, it's not going to be perfect every time. So be comfortable with that. But you need to invest to learn. You need to spend to understand data and then continue to optimize the data. So that took a bit of flexing. I took a bit of time to get over and just build. And what I learned, and one of the tips I'm going to suggest today is this is a muscle. Similarly, when you go to the gym, it's not going to feel comfortable. It's going to feel really uneasy. You're going to be a little bit anxious and that's okay. Embrace that fear. There's a great book called feel the fear and do it anyway. And that's what I recommend and do in this situation. So. Back to the biggest deals. I would consistently give out products to people that I truly believed were gonna be a good match and had the highest potential to come back to me if they tried the products. So sometimes you're talking hundred dollars, sometimes we're talking thousands of dollars of products going out at any given time with the calculated assessment that they're gonna come back to me once they've tried it. And sometimes it took three years to see the fruits of that labor or that shipment that went out. And at first it was scary. But it was after we landed the, at the time, it was the biggest deal for Bioptimizers was landing uh, Dave Asprey and a few other high-level influencers. It was in the face of rejection, I continued to smile. I continued to give. Without anything more than just I wanted to deliver great products to a great team with optimistic, hopeful (laughs) intentions that they're going to one day get back to me. And There's been times it didn't work, but I would say that it's paid off more than it hasn't. So the Partner Up Profits Power move today, because I wanna share one per episode, is challenge yourself to be more selfless than your counterpart. Okay, so this can be like a smile, being the bigger man or woman, giving products whenever they even say, no, I don't wanna do a deal with you because I don't know, like, or trust you yet. And they won't tell you that, but it'll just be typically a no. I like to say, can I challenge myself to be more selfless than my counterpart in this situation? If I'm being faced with somebody of an adversary that's, uh, I don't know, being mean to me or it's not meaning me at my level, sometimes there's some negotiation tactics you can use. Of course, maybe it's not negotiation strictly we're talking about right now. But I mean, if my counterpart, or my spouse, my wife um, is having a bad day, I might be able to just give her a smile and a bit more love than you know, if she's being a little bit hard to deal with at the time, just like I can be. <laughs> I want her to be the bigger person for me. And it's free. Smiling, being kind, being generous to a certain degree—if it's not giving out money—it can be free, and it can be so rewarding for the person as well as yourself, and of course, good karma. So that's the power move that I recommend you try. And now we're going to talk about some tactical things you can start to do in your life, the way you think about money, just to start to shift that a little bit in the direction. And you might already be way ahead of me on this. And if this isn't for you, that's cool. But hopefully, a couple of little of these tactics and strategies help you because. It just took a few little things like this to get me on the right track. So I really hope this adds some value to you. So the main idea, shift in thinking that continues to compound over time. Everyone wants to invest their money to make some sort of dividend or interest over time. I like to think of the mind as one of the number one investments you can make and your thinking process. Process being not just what do you default to when you're thinking, but do you have a framework or filter system as you're thinking about things? Okay, so every time now I analyze, do I need to spend money on that or can I free up my time? There's a filtering system that's going on in my head and I've, I have figured it out. It took a long time to get to this point and I'm still building. I'm not anywhere near a billionaire, a millionaire, all these things that I want to and I aim to achieve. I believe now just in investing in my mind and my thought process. So let's get into a few things. The first one is thinking small continues to manifest small things. Okay, if you're constantly looking to save money and pinch pennies, you're attracting really scarcity-based things versus I want to give money, I want to make more money. Okay. Number two, choose your money management mentors carefully. Again, I love my parents, friends, and family, and the people that I surround myself on a daily basis with, but they're also not my money management mentors. I look to people who have a similar lifestyle or lifestyle that I aim to want to achieve in my life, even if I'm not there yet. How do they manage their money? What are they spending it on? How are they setting up their business, their time, and their financials? I'm not going to go to my parents for money advice because we just led different lifestyles and I'm super appreciative of what they did for me, but I'm not going to take their advice on money at this time, okay? And same goes for friends and, and family. So surround yourself. Everyone's heard of the top five people you surround yourself with the most, influence the way you think, the way you act, and the way you make decisions. Whether those five people are always the same or not, doesn't have to be. You could choose five different mentors to be your management money mentors or money management mentors. Okay, so just make sure to always think about who you're taking advice from, and don't share your strategies with people who don't share the same opinion as you on money if they haven't accomplished what you want to accomplish. Now, the third thing is this whole concept does not mean overspending. This doesn't mean you know, sorry, writing or cash or writing checks you can't cash, spending money you don't have just because you hope it's going to come back to you. That's not what I'm saying here. Okay, so there is a bit of discipline that needs to be instilled within this process. But the point is, start stretching small. Start thinking a little bit differently than how you've been approaching money. And we're going to go through three things you can do today. So those are the three problems. Now let's go into the lessons and the first one I want to talk about. First off, before we get into the lessons, disclaimer. If you're capped in your opportunity value, meaning even if you had more time, you can't make more money, which I think is absurd. I think that's not the case with most people. But if that's you or you're just comfortable with the little games you play, the, the money you're saving, and that's fine. I'm not judging. But if you're like me and I have a lot of opportunity that I can leverage and continue to make more money and build new teams, new products, and I want to do that, I want to leverage my zone of genius, then this is for you. Okay. Everyone else, again, not judging, but do what works for you but if you're looking to maximize your time, this is going to work for you. So here's what it is. Lesson number one, opportunity cost is my main measurement that I'm focused on. What does it cost to me to do a task, a project or an hour of my time? And how much could I save? You know, if, if I'm driving outside of my way to save on gas or if I'm clipping coupons or looking for deals all the time, what's that costing me in my dollar amount that I'm worth if you were to divide up your hours and give yourself an hourly rate? I don't really work on hourly rates necessarily. I worked on opportunity and creating value. So I don't really work that way. But the point is I did assign myself an hourly value. What am I worth an hour? And then from there, doing something yourself because it's going to save you time is not really what you're after. You're looking at things that you can start to offload the people that you can pay at a different hourly rate that's still in their best benefit because they're looking for work. They're looking to add value, and that's the way they can add value. But by freeing up that time, it's an opportunity for you to do more meaningful work in your zone of genius and build operations of teams to help you to continue to do that, to get out of that. And this episode is not focused on the four quadrants of work, um, but we will get into that at a different time. But look up four quadrants of work and you'll get some like infographics. Doesn't matter who you grab it from. Basically, it paints the the quadrants of you're great at it, you love doing it. That's something, that's your zone of genius you're not good at it and you shouldn't be doing it, you need to get out of that zone. Okay, so there's things that I'm doing, like I don't wanna do my taxes because I'm not good at it and I hate doing it. So if I'm not the best at it, why am I trying to struggle to get through when I could pay somebody else? Now, number two, build awareness of your financial thought process. Where's this thought coming from that I have to drive out of my way to save money? Where's this thought coming from that that's too expensive, Beyond maybe it is too expensive for your own bank account or what you're making. But I would challenge you to continue to challenge these assumptions and say, where's this thought coming from? What's the origin? If you start to work back on what the origin of a thought is, and then you realize, oh, that was something that I I learned from a TV show that has no relevance to my daily life now. That came from my dad or my mom or my sister because they're having a hard time and they're not making the money they want to or whatever the case is. These are all hypotheticals. But the point is, start to be aware of those thoughts and where they come from. And if you can't figure it out, just continue to try to figure this out. Because there's something ingrained. You weren't born with these thoughts. These were manifested over time through experience and people that you know. So if those thoughts are manifested from people that aren't doing what you want to do, you need to reframe that thinking and, and fast. <laughs> and I'm constantly doing this. It's not an overnight thing. It doesn't change. I continue to feel this anxiety sometimes, this pressure that I have to do something and, and go back to this other way of thinking because that's what my body's used to. And I continue to go back to like workout metaphors sometimes because I used to be much more into bodybuilding and fitness than I am now. But the point is the body wants to continuously go back to it's like a homeostasis Mm. status, place. It's not wanting to stretch. You have to make it stretch. You have to continue to make that effort until it becomes a habit. So number three, when you're doing this, start slow, (laughs) continue to practice over time, And be aware that you're going to have those same thoughts and that's okay. It gets easier though. I can tell you that it it, it totally does get easier as you continue to practice this. You're going to start to spend more money in your advertising budget. You're going to start to give away a few more products and not be so worried about that. I get my ROI back within enough time. It's like a workout. You're putting in the reps every single day and you're getting used to the pain or the uncomfortability of this but start questioning everything you do in a day. Okay, what did I just do for the past eight hours? Was it the most efficient use of my time? And if the answer isn't a resounding yes, every single hour, every single minute you're spending, start to chunk that down, itemize what you're doing. And I would even suggest doing this for like a few weeks. I recommend our teams to do this. I do an internal audit myself. What am I spending my time on? For me, I like cooking, but I realized that, hey, Cooking, if I can get somebody to cook for me, it's probably my best interest because I want to spend more time with my family. This isn't all about money either, by the way. This is about, if I've got four hours with my son at night from four o'clock to eight o'clock, but by the time he comes home, the time that he goes to bed, if I'm cooking, if I'm cleaning, if I'm doing taxes, if I'm doing all these chores outside, yeah, I can do it. And yeah, I could save money by doing it all myself, but I'm losing time. And the most precious asset in life is time. I'm not going to get back with my son and my son's up now that I've got two and I'm not used to thinking that way. But that to me is the most valuable, precious time. And it's not about money in this case. So even if you're thinking, well, Joe, you know, I'm good financially, I don't need to save more money. And think about the amount of time you're spending doing things that you could easily offset for a, a fraction of the cost of what you're making potentially. Start to consider that. But again, start slow, start prioritizing the most valuable amount of time that you can, whether it's family or things that you just want to be passionate about in life. It's not just about money, but it is a lot about money when it comes to business too. Get used to thinking in the abundance mentality, get out of the scarcity and constantly bring your awareness back to that when you feel like you're going in that zone. And it's just a quick check-in every single day. If you're uh, doing a gratitude practice, if you're doing some meditation, this is something I have on my calendar. Abundance over scarcity, it's a reminder. You could put it as a billboard in your office. You could have it pop up as a calendar notification every single day. Am I thinking abundantly or am I limiting myself by thinking scarcity? I hope this added some value to your life. It's added tremendous value to my life and I'm continuously trying to get better at it. So (laughs) nobody's perfect at this and I'm constantly looking for mentors. But I hope that this did start a transition for you that continues to compound over time. So until next time, start thinking abundantly, abandon scarcity and start to attract much more than just money and attract the things that you really wanna be doing in your life and gain back your time. We'll see you in the next one. All right, just before you go, make sure to visit partnerupprofits.com. sign up to the weekly newsletter to get the latest trends and updates on partnership marketing strategies that include affiliates and influencers. I promise it won't be boring, it'll be worth it, and you'll get notified when new episodes go live, and you'll also get instant access to any new tools that I build and add to the Partner Up Profits collection. Be sure to check it out often as I'm adding new things all the time. Go to partnerupprofits.com today. That's all we've got for this Partner of Profits podcast episode. As always, I hope you leave here today with one new idea that you can apply to your life and business. I'd be forever grateful to you for leaving a review of this episode. And if you like it, rate it a five or give it a thumbs up and just leave a quick comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at partnerofprofits.com on social media. And please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you're just one partnership away from changing your business. Let others do the selling for you and get ready to partner up and profit.